Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. An awful debility, a lessened utility, a loss of mobility is a strong possibility. In all probability, I'll lose my virility and you your fertility and desirability, and this liability of stotal sterility will lead to hostility and a sense of futility. So let's act with agility while we have facility, for we'll soon reach senility and lose the ability.
Those lyrics come from When You Are Old and Gray by Tom Lair, because it's August 21st, which means it's World Senior Citizen Day! So go help an old person set up their smart TV so they can see all the amazing movies we've been talking about. Uh, also, we have a tribute to aging stars later on in the show, so keeping your hearing aids turned up. Joining me today are two men who are aging like fine wine and cheese, respectively. Pete Wright and Rob Cabasco. I thought that was a Moira Rose monologue for a moment there. <laughs> Hello, Kyle. <laughs> another another wonderful aging star, <laughs> right. Catherine O'Hara. God bless her. Long may she reign. Why, hello Indeed. there. You uh, you had me at virility. <laughs> and it- <laughs> <laughs> and that actually one we can use legally because Tom Lair put all this stuff in public Yay. domain. So oh, thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Oh, nicely done. So I guess my first question obviously is, what have you guys been watching? I am still, I got to say this, because I know we talk okay. every once in a while about Ted Lasso. I am yeah. still in the afterglow of of the Ted Lasso Christmas show, which you're probably saying to yourself, what what do yeah. you mean Christmas episode, Christmas show? Dude, and then you've watched yeah. it. You know. Everyone I've talked to has been like, that episode yeah. was amazing. The be- it's, the, it's the best. It's my favorite episode of the entire series so far. And that's yeah. saying something. Roy Kent, man. Roy Kent. Yes. Extraordinary. I gotta say, by that point, at this point, all the listeners are like, "We've already seen the next episode." Yeah, well, was- go back and watch the Christmas one because you'll be watching it. Yeah, watch it on again. Repeat. Yeah. That'll be that, that is a repeat thing. I will be watching at the holidays this year. Yeah, I think that be that is an easy tradition. It's a lock on becoming mm-hmm. a future tradition. I've I've really enjoyed it, and and I will say, as an offshoot of that, um, they have uh, Entertainment uh, Entertainment Weekly did a cover shoot with the uh, Ted Lasso crew and as a result mm-hmm. a whole bunch of behind the scenes and youtube interviews and things have come out and they do that youtube pairing bit and so they had uh, uh roy kent uh, brett goldstein and um mm-hmm. uh beard uh who is mm-hmm. oh what's his name come on you guys coach, coach, beard. coach beard anyway the two who is very very <laughs> talented and i i feel really bad that i can't think of his name so i'm i'm hoping that uh google will come to my anyway brett goldstein and, and they're t- telling the story of like how they came to the show and brett goldstein roy kent came to the the show originally as a writer and he was doing stand-up and he had this commitment and they said hey we think you should come to do this show with us and he said but what about my stand-up gig <laughs> and so he talks about like the grief of letting people down but also ted lasso now and so mm-hmm. uh, and uh, there's a great uh, juno temple is does does a paired interview with hannah uh, now i can't think of her last name she plays the boss uh, yeah, Waddington. Uh, Waddington. yes she's Waddington. incredible and those two are yeah. just the most likable wonderful people in that cast so i just I, you know, I have fallen in love with them as human beings, uh, yeah, and absolutely. now that I have also fallen in love with them and, and their characters, it's just extraordinary. Uh, Brendan Hunt, Brendan Hunt, we were looking thank for. you, thank Brendan you so Hunt. much. Uh, and yeah, Brett Goldstein's story is is fascinating because he was a writer, and the more he wrote Roy Kent, he's like, I am this guy, yeah. I'm him, and so like, every time he writes, so he actually went to them. The producers they like, look, I know I'm a writer, but I am Roy Kent. And he actually unsolicited sent in his own audition, <sighs> reading the stuff that they had written. And they're like, yeah. And then and so like the, the creators were like, yeah, we never auditioned anyone else. <laughs> no way. You know what's great Once about that, that is like, like, no, no, yeah, that's, who, that's who it is. And he's also a fellow podcaster. Mm-hmm. He has his own podcast, too. Can I talk about one that makes me feel good and maybe unjustifiably so? Please. Coda. What do you oh. know of Coda. Oh yeah, I saw the I saw the trailer for that. My my wife is a, a teacher of the hearing mm-hmm. impaired, so that like struck a special chord in our house. Let me just tell you, just between the three of us, 
that movie without any of the the um you know the the hearing impaired stuff without any of the deaf community stuff mm-hmm. is a it's a coming of age story uh cute young adult uh making her way finding out who she is gets away with some of the tropiest tropey things in this movie <laughs> like it's just as predictable as they come and they pull at all your heartstrings the way you absolutely believe they're going to pull at your heart heartstrings so it's that movie and then they add the hearing impaired stuff the the coda element to it and it it becomes transformed Mm. into something so much bigger than the sum of its parts. It is extraordinarily uh, uh, emotional. I was, my whole family was just like wrought with all of this. He's getting away with stuff that I absolutely see coming a mile away, and I am still torn asunder by by the way they are handling these things and the way these performers are delivering these things and the expressiveness of the ASL and the, it's just extraordinary i loved it i cannot recommend it highly enough and the first as a collective unit my family the movie's over and you know we picked it for our friday night movie night pick and they all looked at each other and said "Hmm, maybe next friday too (laughs) wow it was it was just great and i will say the parents are uh you know the parents are, are deaf and they are having sex in a house that they think is empty. And the house is not empty. The daughter is mm. in the house with a boy who they are practicing music. And so the discovery happens and there is a confrontation between the parents and the two uh, young adults sitting in chairs in their living room. Incredibly tropey setup. Mm-hmm. The funniest example of this kind of scene that I have ever seen all in the hands of the father, who is extraordinary. Just (laughs) as dads yourselves, I cannot wait to hear what you think about his performance, their marriage, which is absolutely aspirational. Marley Matlin is fantastic. And what they are able to get away with in the the hands of the father, who is fantastic. So I I recommend it. I hope you enjoy it as much as we did collectively. Uh, It is worth watching. It's on Apple TV+. Uh, Apple TV+, has just been killing it lately. I mean, they... They sort of when they came out, it was sort of this, oh, it's prestige television because we're Apple. Yeah. And it's like now, after a couple of years, man, yeah. like they're putting out some really, really high quality stuff. big money they're on like it, the, too. Big money. Yeah. I say they're like the, the what, the A24 yeah. of streaming yeah. services. Yeah. Yeah. I will also, I'll also just throw in a bonus recommendation for Beckett on Netflix, which I thought was, oh, it was okay. really quite nice. And I've watched a lot of Netflix, uh, Netflix movies, badged movies that aren't quite so great but i'm a john david washington Mm. fan he does a great job in this movie of being the wrong guy wrong place accidental action hero gets the crap beaten out of him and really nails that performance of just being a joe every man who gets beaten up and is running from unknown evildoers i i quite liked it it was a a really fun one we did on the trailer it was a trailer pick uh some months ago and uh, so worth watching Uh, my my eight-year-old sat me down to make we watch vivo Mm-hmm. Which is the new Lin, Moran- Lin Manuel Miranda musical on uh, Netflix? It's good. Like it, the thing is, Lin Manuel Miranda, like his music is fantastic. Like I said, it's it's a little bit by the numbers, so you sort of like, oh yeah, I've kind of I kind of seen this before, but it has enough new stuff in it that I was I really enjoy the time. There's there's some things that she's maybe watched that I've been sort of like, mm-hmm, uh-huh. yeah, this is great. I just gotta <laughs> check a couple emails, but uh, <laughs> but this one is really good. And like I say, the the song in the middle. 
uh, is probably one of the one of Lin Manuel's best songs. Like I was like, what? I was like, I was like, oh, I, I'm not really emotionally invested in the story, but this song is really getting to me. Nice. Uh, but it's also a little unusual in that he's a talking animal that only other animals can hear. So there's all these things where like there's it's a song that goes back and forth between the two of them, but neither of them can hear the other ones singing. So it's like a couple times I had to be like, okay, so he's saying all these things even though he knows they can't understand him. But can he understand that? There's like a little bit of that, yeah, the, yeah. the weird magic rules that I was sort of like, how does, but the, can they, can he, can they, can she? Uh, yeah, well. Also, he's a talking it's, animal. It's fun. And, right. Right, exactly. Also, he's a talking animal. <laughs> uh, so uh, last week on the show, they talked a little bit about the South Park deal. Yeah. Uh, the, the big thing that went down with that. And so I actually had found an article from the, the Hollywood Reporter that actually went into a little bit detail in this. Um, I'm not the biggest South Park fan. Like, yeah, I sort of liked it back in the day and stuff, too. And now it's one of those things where, like, The Simpsons, I kind of have to remind myself that it's still going. Like, oh, yeah, I guess there yeah. are still new episodes of that, aren't there? Okay. But the thing I what found amazing about this is that the the that those two Stone and Parker like saw ahead so far that when this was coming like when they first made their deal with Viacom because they said hey we want to put out South Park episodes on the web and Viacom's like okay I guess we can do that and, they, and so they signed a contract and their contract said yeah so from now on like anytime that anything goes up on the web we get fifty percent of the money and so Viacom's like. In 2007, went okay, great, and they signed it. So from now on, from that point on, every time anything South Park went online, those dudes make 50 percent of the money off of it. So this whole time they just signed this this deal, they just themselves made 900 million dollars, like just in in their pocket, like not to the company, but like themselves. Like it comes back to them. Wow! It was one of those like. Either like their genius moves, or they just went. Yeah, we they, that, wouldn't that be a good idea? And they did it. But yeah, they have so anything from South Park from there on, any, any deals that happen from this God, point talk forward, about they have there. skating to where the puck will be. Right? That's extraordinary. <laughs> yeah. So like they when you they, all people are talking about all these things, they're doing like buying the restaurant and all that kind of stuff. And it's like no, no, they have a lot of yeah. money to throw. Wait, around. I was about to tell you, like <laughs> we're all going to Casa Bonita. In like three yeah. years, because what that place is gonna be, you guys, yeah. they bought they bought Casa Bonita. Yes, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's like a treasure like, it was, of it was my about youth. To go away. And so they're like, no, no, we're buying it now. And so they just bought it and saved yeah. it. And, oh my goodness, I that's, didn't know they were. Of crazy. course, they're behind that that purchase. They're local boys, yeah. right? Oh, that's fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> I just, I just love. I just, I mean. You know, as much as they are like an industry at this point, yeah. but I, I kind of like that local. You know, like the small guy. You know, local create small creators making good. Yeah, you know, it's still just a couple of you know, just like a handful of people making that show. It's not like a big industry in, in a world dominated by Disney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they're still this little outlier who are still, you know, uh, cranking, making cranking making stuff away and, and making money off. Oh, of it that's too. beautiful. Um, yeah, I just, I just I saw that story and I was like, wow. <laughs> go, guys, go. All right, so um, in lieu of news and stuff, there's actually something that's been going around through pop culture that I really wanted to get your two opinions, thoughts, uh, things on. The Ayer cut. So David Ayer has been talking a lot about like the fact that he originally had a cut of Suicide, of Suicide Squad, not The Suicide Squad, that went out. Warner Bros. didn't like it. They took away from him, recut it. Studios do this all the time. And so he basically put a, this really impassioned thing up a line saying, like, look, I've, I've been through a lot. I've, I've done a lot of stuff. 
I, I did this thing. This is what happened. Life goes on. I'm done. I'm done talking about it. And it kind of had the opposite effect where everybody went, oh, my God, this guy's amazing. We should rally for him to get the air cut put out. It was just sort of the opposite of what the thing was. But I kind of want to talk to you guys as movie nerds. What is the pro and con of doing it? So, like, if you're Warner Brothers now and you have HBO Max and you're trying to get people to it, you're, the Snyder Cut is done. Like, all that is over. The Snyder verse is over. You have all this footage. I guess I'm having trouble seeing why there's a downside to Warner Brothers letting him back in the editing room with all the existing footage, you know, for, I don't know, what, $10 million or whatever it's going to be to, like, digitally restore stuff, put new effects in, and send it out of the world. That seems like a bargain for a brand new DC movie. So I guess I'm not asking you to play devil's advocate, but I'm like, what are your thoughts? Like, why why is it a bad idea, I guess? Because I don't don't see it. Oh, it's not. (laughs) It's not a bad idea. <laughs> well, no, look, here's the deal. They're not going to do what they did with with Snyder with the Snyder cut. Like they're not going to dump that much money into it. And it doesn't sound like they need to either because this sounds like his cut was a little bit further I, from what I gather is that it was at least or further along than what what the Snyder cut was. So, and, and plus he's putting out like you I, you know if you saw this, he put out an image of Harley Quinn and Deadshot like kissing. Like, right. Which is from that cut. So he's clearly now feeding, fanning the flames of this. And I, and I get that. I got to tell you, I don't, I don't know why they wouldn't do it. Like, look, streaming wars are going to continue. They're going to continue well into the next several years. There's no right. reason why. I mean, yeah. Are, is it remains to be seen? Like did, did, did HBO max get uh, a wave of, of paying monthly people from the Snyder cut release? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, you're never really going to have that answer. But yeah. you know what? It's all anybody talked about for for the from the yeah. announcement day and then on the release day and that's what they need. They need exposure to the service. And when you hear these rumors that they're going to uh I think that January of 2022 sounds like a great time to release the Iron Cut because uh, there'll be an entirely new from the from the ground rebuilt app for those of you who are on streaming mm. devices like Apple TV or Roku boxes. That would be a nice way to say, "Hey, start your year off with a fresh take." I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I have no I, idea. I, 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 okay. So I'm, I'm with you practically. I, I see that, like, I, I think it's fine. I think the, the nature mm-hmm. of filmmaking has changed. I personally might have an issue with, like, come on, man, call it done. You know, I, mm-hmm. I sort of feel right. like let's be finished and move on to new things. We know it, it did what it did. Uh, we have a new The Suicide Squad. We're moving forward. Uh, I think conditions specific to uh, the Snyder Cut uh, meant that that re-release was meaningful in an emotional way to him personally and his wife, who mm-hmm. who might have gotten closer to the original cut had they not had extraordinary tragedy, uh, you know, befall their lives and their family. So I, I right. think there are sort of extenuating circumstances there that, that might get lost, that this was an individual human decision that had to be made. So I, I my sense is the ire cut, I, I feel like we should be done with it. Practically, there's no problem doing it. Just it, it's fine if you want to release it. But I, I don't, I'm not in support of making it a, a like a, just a pro forma filmmaking strategy to release mm. one thing and then get a do-over, right? I, I feel like we should just be able to move forward and 
let's not uh, forget that releasing multiple cuts of these DC properties, somebody at DC is starting to think, do you think this muddies our our, um, narrative (laughs) at all? Do you think there's any... Issue. No, no one is thinking. I don't. That at DC. I disagree. <laughs> I think there are people who are really gonna who, who are saying, "Look, now it can't people get, are it going can't get to, worse. to to want the follow up to the Snyder worse. Cut, and we have to figure out a way to to approach that delicately. The it is Air a thing Cut that is exists. Follow up to the Snyder Cut. Yep, that's that's, that's there, and it's, I have the money for it. It. I guess. I guess maybe it's a maybe it's a generational thing, but like we've seen this all happen before because this is what happened when DVDs first came out. Yep. And, like there was, a, yep. there was a, a ton of movies got sort of weird director's cut. Last of the Mohicans had a director's Blade cut. Runner, Blade Runner. Blade Runner got seventeen. Cut. Well, yeah, Blade. I'd say that's what I was saying when you were saying all that <laughs> stuff. I'm like, don't tell Ridley Scott you yeah. just said and that I've, because how many cuts of Blade Runner are there? For, from the filmmaking side, you know, from the, from the studio side, then it's just it's more bites of the same apple. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it seems like like the streaming wars are are like you know the DVD thing version two yes. because you always want to have new content, you want always want to refresh, and this would be a way to refresh all their stuff. I mean, I'm not saying open up the floodgates and let every single director come back and recut their stuff. I'm saying when there's when there's an outcry or when there's like the, when the people are like, hey, we we really like to like we'd like to see that we yeah. would and we would pay for it put money right, towards right. that thing. i will continue to subscribe to your service if you keep giving me yes. things that i've never seen before and and i do right. i i want to acknowledge that point that this is not new this is exactly this is a right. new technology has enabled us to do things we haven't been able to do before and the i i think the only sort of evolution is that the technology has made it easier to do that than ever before and right. so you know that we're even seeing yeah, post release the fact that, that snyder happening. is getting yeah post release editing snyder is doing this on his laptop like he has yeah. the cut with him at all times like those sorts of of things make it easier and i think i i guess the risk is does that end up eventually sort of polluting the the experience and and i tend to be a, i guess a, a classicist and old fogey i don't know but <laughs> oh i see I'm, I'm in the opposite camp. really yeah, I like I like alternate versions. I like really. my attitude is you don't get the Lord Miller cut without the Iron cut. No, that's a that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, that's a good oh, point. Oh, that's an excellent yeah. point. That's a really good point. Yeah. You may be I swaying. Would love, I would love to see yeah. that footage. I would too. I would too. So, and uh, I mean, you know, multiple cuts of the multiple cuts. I'm I am on the record as being a fan of the <laughs> Snyder cut and the Snyder cut black and white version. Like I really like both of those. <laughs> well, yeah. again, what a testament to how easy it has gotten to do these kinds of things. That they're just yes. giving us all of these these versions at once. So I don't know. Clearly, I'm of multiple minds on it, but I do think it's worth it, it's worth at least thinking about. And and you know, you're right. New service, new stuff. I'll take. I, I guess. I guess I'll take. It. It's not like I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say if it came out, yeah, I don't right. think you'd be like, mm, no, not for <laughs> right. me. Somebody, somebody <laughs> has to be a curmudgeon in this conversation. Come on, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why. That's why I wanted to talk to you guys about this. <laughs> well, and streaming has made this all possible because even though we talk about like the DVDs, I mean, right. obviously that's the way money. That's the way you get the monthly fee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because theater owners would never go for this. Do you? Do you right. think, I mean, theaters like without this, without streaming, would we be talking, even having this conversation? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do theater owners want to run the 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 second the black and white Snyder cut? Yeah. Like. <laughs> No. Yeah, that's, that that takes no. up you know four hours, five hours. Mm, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. you get to run it twice yeah. in, in a day. Yeah. yeah. So, I I definitely okay. get that. I think um, I'm uh, okay. 
I'm kind of in support of it now. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, we've turned Ooh, him around. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's wow. fine. It's good. Bring it on. That solo, that 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 solo cut, you really uh that's what got you. <laughs> Let's get into our trailers. I was the first one to swoop in there. I found a down and dirty, nasty little action movie called Cop Shop. I'm invisible. That's where I'm gonna be. I got heat all over me. I'm not telling you where I am. Why are you gonna arrest me? Why do you people please arrest me? You're under arrest. So why were you looking to get locked up, Theodore? Everyone's trying to kill me. They nearly killed us. What'd you do? I did what I had to do. To get to you, Teddy. I really, I really love these sort of like mid-budget. They don't make these anymore. These sort of mid-budget, mid-tier action movies where it's just like a couple of pretty good actors, a really good idea, put them in a room and let's see what happens. And this one, it literally is let's put them in a room because it looks like the whole movie is taking place in the course of two rooms. Uh, yeah. I think this kind of stuff, it can be like, like I think what uh, – uh, what uh, Tommy was talking about last week about the geezer teaser, mm-hmm. you can like you can like you know, your fading star can come in and do this. But this also is a good way for you know sort of character actors to to sort of really show off and in a way they don't get to in, in sort of big budget stuff now. So what did you guys think of the trailer? Gerard Butler has entered full Kurt Russell mode. <laughs> oh yeah, don't this is, I mean this seriously? Is assault on Precinct Thirteen, <laughs> yeah. right? As soon as as this trailer went out, I'm like, oh, this movie made 15 years ago? That's Kurt Russell. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Um, And then is that uh, Alexis Lauder? She is from Black Panther, right? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Yes, the the actress who plays the African American actress who plays the uh the police the police woman who's who's in that. I believe she is from Black Panther. Okay. They said introducing, so I didn't. I thought yes. this might yeah, be her first major. I, just, I looked at her credits mm-hmm. and stuff, and okay. so uh, she's been in a few movies. Uh, looks fantastic. I looks like tons of fun. Yeah. Great, great characters. The characters are all over the top. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, Frank Grillo mm-hmm. has yes. four things in pre-production right now, and one, two, three, four, four things in post right now, and completed the Gateway Cop Shop and Once Upon a Time in Staten Island. This guy mm. has a hell of a two years ahead of him with uh, movies yeah. that have come out. Now, I've watched a few of them, uh, and mm-hmm. I will just tell you that Cosmic Sin is not the movie you want to spend your time uh, <laughs> watching. It is a geezer teaser uh, with Bruce Willis that is that is stunning, and, and Frank Rillo is in it <laughs> briefly. Um, uh, but I am such a fan of Grillo and, and his entire mm-hmm. gestalt. Like, I just like Me what too. that guy brings to the screen. And uh, so I will absolutely watch this. And I have to say, I cannot believe it took this long for this trailer to get picked on this show. Maybe because I think oh. I think it actually came out while, during the hiatus. And so we just I sort of it missed did. it. Yeah. So I'm... Like, nothing, yeah. nothing that came out, like, in the time frame was as interesting yeah, to me no, as this one. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm in. I think it looks great. Have you seen Boss Level? Have yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed I really that. enjoyed Boss Level. What a fun, trippy movie. Yeah. Like he was great. So Rob, you're holding down the fort for Marvel Movie Minutes. So I had it well, okay, and this is by luck because at the at the day we were recording here, uh five thirty this morning, I uh, arose. I had to go to the bathroom. Uh <laughs> speaking of senior citizen. <laughs> it's, it's a theme. So let's, so let's just say I can say that. Um 
I'm looking at uh, like notifications of like new Eternals trailer drops. So this is totally fresh. And okay, yes, we've talked about Eternals before, mm-hmm. but this trailer has a significant thing that you need to see in that it addresses the snap. It yeah. addresses Thanos. It addresses all of the big events from the last five movies. So I'm interested. Do we get answers? No, not, no, not really. Five years ago, Thanos erased half of the population of the universe. But the people of this planet brought everyone back with a snap of a finger. The sudden return of the population provided the necessary energy for the emergence to begin. How long do we have? Seven days. We're Eternals. We came here 7,000 years ago to protect humans from the deviants. Why didn't you guys help fight Thanos or any war or all the other terrible things throughout history? We were instructed not to interfere in any human conflicts unless deviants are involved. By who? There are moments in this trailer that are bigger than things we've seen. And I know when you talk about the MCU, that's not something you normally would say, but there it is. Yeah. It's big. Are you going to talk about it? <laughs> oh, wait. The, well, oh, the trailer. Oh, <laughs> did I just explain? Did I just do my explore? <laughs> okay. What is so happening the trailer, right now? <laughs> <laughs> so the trailer. Okay. So the Eternals, and I only know a little bit about my Eternal lore. Like this is not, I, mm-hmm. I've tried to stay somewhat fresh on this. But basically, there are uh, they're ancient beings, very powerful. Uh, this is tied to the Celestials. And if you're familiar with the MCU, you know that you've seen parts of the Celestials before. You've seen them with Ego in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Mm-hmm. You've seen it in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, mm-hmm. the nowhere mm-hmm. that place is ahead of one of the Celestials. So we've seen this kind of stuff. Um, it's a great cast. Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek, a whole bunch of great people. Uh The question that everyone had leading up to this in the trailer is it shows them all sort of coming together and and, and not only coming together, but asking these questions of, well, you know, we've been protecting this place. We've been here for 7000 years. 7000 years is important because that's basically about the length of recorded human history, recorded human history. So there's obviously some connection to what they've been with in terms of our in terms of us as humanity. And uh, they go into these quick, uh, quick edits of. Well, when when Thanos wiped out everybody, first of all, there's this one great line in the trailer where they acknowledge that, look, the people of this planet, they're the ones who brought everybody back. Like they had the guts to do it. I thought, okay, that's quite cool. And not only they do it, but we couldn't get involved, which is amazing to hear this in the trailer because that blows one of the theories that a lot of people had about the movie was that somehow the Eternals had their minds wiped and didn't know what was going on. This trailer, you almost could tell that they edited this trailer specifically to, to deal with fan assumptions because one, everyone's wondering what, how, why weren't they getting involved during the Thanos events? And you get that answer in this. And you also realize that, no, they've known where the, they've known everyone. They're just been secluded in different parts of the earth. Um, so you you get an answer, and in the trailer, they have this thing where 
he's, you know, this, there's a character that's asking, why did you not get involved? And um, I think it's Angel- Angelina Jolie or Salma Hayek's character replies back with, well, uh, you know, we couldn't because we weren't allowed to. And and then there's the question, the big question the big in the question. trailer is, yeah. is well, who yeah. who did you that? And there's no answer. Right. But then it cuts to so that big robot in the space, the celestial, the celestial, yeah. the celestial. Yeah. and that's yeah. celestial. There's the big uh, with the red, all mm-hmm. the like the six lights on the face, um, which I think we've seen that in Guardians. I think that was in a flashback. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't Maybe. that particular celestial, but something close. Um, and then there's this whole storyline of deviance, which I'm just gonna say. I, I got confused initially because I'm like, wait, are they talking about no, variants? They're talking, no, they're, they're talking about, about me. Different. <laughs> totally different. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Wait, variant or deviant? No, never mind. So, uh, deviant so, variant. Very rare. So there's there's that. Um, you just see a, a, some really, like I said, these big moments of, of things happening. I mean, matter and reality shifting and changing. Uh and then it sort of just ends with this idea that the, the there's the battle. I mean, you kind of get a little bit more of the storyline, I think, in that. We're involving deviants. They, the deviants are re, are been reawakened by returning everyone back to the earth from the from the Hulk snap, mm-hmm. and so as a result, now that's why we have problems. Was that, that enough? Was, that did was, I, no, that did was I, did I, did I, that was that was great. Rob, thanks. <laughs> oh, and there's an IKEA reference. <laughs> yeah. Post title yeah, card. That was, that was pretty good. Product placement. I like <laughs> yeah. What did they? What did they pay for that in a trailer? <laughs> this movie is still very much a curiosity to me because I have no connection to the property and don't yeah. know anything about what's going on. I feel like Tommy, like <laughs> does all the time, and so I, I'm I'm excited about it on that for that level. Like I'm I'm excited about going into to to see something where I'm pretty fresh. Um. So. It looks good. It's beautiful. It's sure beautiful. Yeah. That Angelina Jolie, it really is. when she comes around and does the, the her staff and shield thing and the gold leaf uh-huh. sort of winds its way, that's gorgeous. That yeah. is some yeah. beautiful I art. like how they're showing yeah. their, their powers yeah. different than everybody else's. That, that sort of, that, that gold lattice yeah. that goes around them in different ways. Yep. I think that's a cool way of connecting all of them together mm-hmm. and also making it different from the sort of energy blasts and things that we've seen uh, from different characters. And, in the and we get two Starks. Well, we get a Stark and a half. Jon Snow and uh, and what's his name? The oldest boy. <laughs> the oldest boy. You know, the oldest Game of Thrones. Come on. Yeah, yeah. What, what um, is his name? Yeah, I, I'm glad we finally sort of now starting to get a plot. Like the, the first yeah. one was great for atmosphere in terms of like the, the – Alien, like you know, aliens coming down and primitive Earth and, and that kind of stuff, and and some jokes, and you're like, yeah, but what, why, who, when? And so right. now we're starting to get the idea of like, oh, okay, so they've been here, they were uninvolved, they've separated, now they're ha- the family has to come back together and deal with this new threat, and it's like, oh, okay, I, I, I sort of now I, I understand the basic structure of what this movie is going to be interweaved through the MCU. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm I, I say I was excited about it before, but seeing how gorgeous it looks. Like now seeing yeah. finished or nearly finished effects, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't. I can't wait to see what they do. I'm, I, I'm, I'm also a little bit nervous too because I'm like, this is this is deep, deep Marvel lore. I mean, this is this is Jack Kirby. This is you know, real, real hardcore stuff. So I'm curious to see how, what they're going to do to sort of convert that to make it accessible to the masses because there's some there's some weird stuff deep buried in the comic book MCU. There's a reason it has uh, stayed buried deep, in other words. Yes. It's yes, Richard exactly. Madden, Rob Stark. Come on, you guys. Oh, okay. Oh, Ra- Richard yeah. Madden and Kit Harrington. Little little read. Yeah. Just a little one. So is it my turn? It is your turn. So speaking of ge- geriatric action movies. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> 
I, uh, I, I don't know when it was that I sort of discovered that uh, I, I would take Tom Skerritt as at least a close uncle uh, in my own family. I, but it was a young, I was a young lad, and I have uh, since tried to keep up with the things that Tom Skerritt does. I think he is a charming and wonderful person, and uh, I, I really, well, I don't know about him as a person. I, I don't want to make any, but I like <laughs> the people he portrays on film. I think he's an interesting performer, a really interesting actor, um, and in East of the Mountains. Uh, he is taking the uh, principal role in an adaptation by the, of the novel by David Gutterson. Hi, Dad. It's Renee. I'm just not feeling that great about this trip that you want to take all alone. Are you from around here? Oh, I used to be. Some snacks for later. You sure you're going to be all right out there? I'm going to be fine. I'm just concerned about your health. I'm not sure my health is your business. Get off! Your dog was gonna rip my dog's throat out. You do these one-handed? I did. You a doctor or something? I was. I've got a year if I don't take treatment. You don't know what's gonna happen. But I do. Bed sores, bone fractures, dehydration, a sensation of being strangled at the end and a final drip of morphine, that's what's gonna happen. I know exactly what's gonna happen. If I let it. Uh, he is in this movie a retired heart surgeon and he goes out in the woods to, I don't know, sow his own oats. He's got some things going on with him health-wise and he needs to go shoot some stuff to get it over with. Uh, it's a small cast. It's nice to see Mira Sorvino uh, pop up in mm -hmm. here as his, his daughter. Uh, and we have some other um, uh, perhaps nefarious actors uh, in uh, the film as well. I don't, I don't know what they're doing, but there's dog, there's a dog attack apparently in the trailer, and people are sometimes not nice to each other. And again, health mystery. Uh, I am really curious how a, a lot of the, how a lot of this unravels. But mostly, I think it's a performance movie in a beautiful mm -hmm. landscape. And so, um, yes. I, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm in for this kind of film. I really, it looks like something that that might be a nice, you know, action tease meditation film. So I'll take it. What'd you guys think? Okay. So here's the crazy thing. It, it, all of that. I'm glad you mentioned the landscapes mm -hmm. because yes, mm -hmm. gorgeous. It, it looks, it looks riveting. I'm excited. Love Tom Skerritt. Um, today, this Saturday, when you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on this Saturday, Tom Skerritt turns 88 years old on Wednesday. Wow. Happy Man. birthday, Tom. August, August 25th. Happy birthday, let me just tell you right now, stop if you need to, go watch the mm -hmm. trailer. That is a near 88-year-old man. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And it, That's at it. what time? At 8 p.m., he bursts into flame and goes back to 1952? <laughs> right? Because what? Anyway. Oh. <laughs> Kyle, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> There's another uh, star of that same uh, generation who just put out a trailer, uh, and he, he he's not 
as uh, put together as Tom Scare <laughs> is looking these days. So uh, it's it's interesting to, to see people that you don't really think about or don't get a lot of roles and stuff. And so Tom Scare shows up on the screen, and you're like, oh, it's Tom Scare. And then Mira Servino, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. it's Mira Servino. There's a lot yes. of these actors out there that you have strong feelings on, but they just don't get a lot of work. Or they don't, or they don't want to work a lot, which is equal. Uh, but then you show up on screen, and you go, "Oh, good, yeah." Like they get to do something, hooray! Yeah, yeah. It's just, I yeah, I'm interested, I'm interested to see sort of even even the two of them together. That's going to be fun too. And he's he's one of our one of our uh, best leading actors. Yeah, out there. this uh, this film is. I, I haven't seen any of the films from director S. J. Chiro. She's a, a producer, and she's done a bunch of shorts. Um, this looks to be her first feature film. Um, and so, you know, who knows what we're going to get out of this. But she is uh, she's written Lane 1974, Howard from Ohio, um, The Epiphany, all shorts that I, I haven't seen. So uh, I'm, I'll be curious to see sort of what comes of that. The, the thing is written by Thane Swigert, who wrote Furious Angel and Buried Heart and John Frum looks like was a writer on all of these things. But right now it looks like this was the big first screenplay by Thane Swigert. So we've got a lot of new coming into this movie, and so I'm always eager to see, you know, where the new talent comes from. Because, you know, a guy like Tom Skerritt, you want to you wanna show him off good, like a shiny new penny. Right. Three different three different tastes So <laughs> from our trailers this week. So I think <laughs> hopefully you'll find something that you enjoy in there. All right, so I put together a small game for you two gentlemen. And it goes along with the theme that has been developing here. Because I think one thing we can agree on is that no one has done more for senior citizen leading men than Liam Neeson. (laughs) Since his appearance in Taken, it has opened up a wide variety of roles for men in the autumn of their lives. And given Liam a whole lot of work. But the question is, can you tell a Liam Neeson movie from other aging star vehicles? Oh, no. We're about to find out in a heavily edited slam-bang action film called Ow, My Knees. <laughs> so, here's how it works. Oh, no. Every, I say everything you're about to hear are real. These are all real movies. I have gone to IMDb and pulled their synopsis from them and, and put them in. Each question will have three movies in them. Two of them star Liam Neeson and one of them does not. So your goal is to figure out which one did not star Liam Neeson. And for a bonus point, can you tell me what movie star is starring in that one? And I can say they are movie stars. So there's no – Frank Guillo is not the the lead in any of these things. These are all real movie star movies. Okay. Are we working as a team? No, you are competing. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, who would like to go first? Rob said, me. (laughs) (laughs) okay here we go first question okay so i'm going to read three synopses you're going to tell me which one does not star liam neeson okay here we go all right all right here we go all right first one an air marshal springs into action during a transatlantic flight after receiving a series of text messages demanding 150 million dollars into an offshore account or someone will die every 20 minutes that's a b a grieving snowplow driver seeks out revenge against the drug dealers who killed his son. Or C, a bank manager haunted by a violent heist that took the life of a co-worker teams up with his ex-cop neighbor to bring down the assailant, initiating an explosive counterattack that brings all three men to the breaking point. 
Which one of those does not star Liam Neeson? I'm just going to say, I know B B is definitely Liam Neeson. Oh, okay. Um, but th- that I know for sure. I am not the sure. The driver, you were like, oh, the, yeah, Liam Neeson. Yeah, done. Know that. Okay. okay. The A and the C, I'm not sure. But I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to go with C because okay. Liam Neeson teams with no one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to just say C is the one without Liam Neeson. And you are correct. Oh. For a bonus point, oh. can you tell me what aging star is can the star it, of that one? Re- can I can read it, it again. Um, I can, I'll, and I'll also, I will, I'll give you the, I can give you the title as well because oh. for the bonus. Why not? A bank manager haunted by a violent heist that took the life of a coworker teams up with his ex-cop neighbor to bring down the assailant, initiating an explosive counterattack that brings all three men to the breaking point in reprisal. <laughs> That's a made-up movie. It didn't help much, You just made that all up. That I know. didn't help at all, no. You just wrote that movie. In fact, it, it hurt. It minutes. actually hurt now, because now I don't... Mickey Rourke. No, no. I don't... <laughs> no, it's actually, not that Tom was... Skerritt, is it? That would break my heart. No, it heart. wasn't Tom Skerritt. No, actually, uh, it, it was John McClane himself, Mr. Bruce Willis. Oh, that does check oh. out. He'll do anything right now. Have you seen uh, Cosmic Sin? What? <laughs> it was funny you mentioned that because I was like, it's not on my list, but I was like, oh, that did come yeah. up as I was going through these things. All right, Pete. Okay, that was, that was awesome. Number two, and you didn't say because so the the snowplow one was that um, cold. It's cold pursuit. Oh yes, you want me to do that? Okay, yes, the the snow the grieving snowplow driver is a cold pursuit, yeah. uh, and the air marshal one non-stop. is nonstop. Okay. Yeah. So some of these, some of these are actually like we're we're big yeah. Releases. That was a big one. So that one I knew. I'm not for doing sure. I'm not doing super obscure ones. Okay. Uh, just by that. Um, okay. So uh, peek to you. All right. So we've got your three. A. A sniper on a mercenary assassination team kills the minister of mines in the Congo. His successful kill forces him into hiding. Returning to the Congo years later, he becomes the target of a hit squad himself. Okay. B. A private investigator is hired by a drug kingpin to find out who kidnapped and murdered his wife. Some weird article choices in that synopsis there. Or C, wanting to lead an honest life, a notorious bank robber turns himself in only to be double-crossed by two ruthless FBI agents. Which one does not star Liam Neeson? Hasn't he done like 50 bank robber movies? Seems like it, doesn't it? Um... So I the sniper one I I know I think I'm gonna go I think I'm gonna go with the the bank robber I'm gonna go with B B does not have Liam Well C was the bank oh, robber Oh wait but... what was B again yeah. B was the private, private investigator. investigator I'm gonna go with the private investigator That's the that ah, was the one that I first when you read it I thought yeah I can't come up with anything for that but I can come up with something for the first and the third Okay so let's go with B. B, all right. You are incorrect. Ah, because was it B? B was a walk among the tombstones. Ah. But I'll still let you try okay. for the bonus point. So the actual uh, non-Liam one was A. That was the non-Liam one? That was one? the non-Liam Neeson. That is not Liam Neeson. A sniper on a mercenary uh, assassination team killed... Uh, you're gonna, <laughs> this is going to be great when I tell you the name of this movie. Oh, this is going to be fun. A sniper on a mercenary assassination team kills the Minister of Mines in, of the Congo. His successful kill shot forces him into hiding. Returning to the Congo years later, he becomes the target of a hit squad himself in The Gunman. Do you know what's funny? I, what I had in my head immediately was The Marksman. Oh! Which you know, I, was a Liam Neeson I saying, movie. I think there might, that might be on the list here somewhere. Just brand new. <laughs> because I, I just watched that and Ice Road Trucker, the oh. ice truck. 
cold, cold vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> cold pursuit. It's, it's, no. it's, the gunman. It's, right. it's the, it's the, uh, the, the, what is the, the title of the person he kills? Oh, the Minister of Mines of the Congo. I thought you said Minister of Mines. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a much better movie. Okay. The question is, All right. did he so use I, a silencer? I screwed the pooch oh. on that one. All right. Do you, can you tell me who the gunman is for a the bonus point? The gunman. No, I have never even heard of that movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, of that, course that, I cannot. That would be, uh, I believe, Academy Award winner, Sean Penn. Oh. Oh. Of course. I'm not sure actually if he's done there. <laughs> of course. Okay, Rob, yeah, to you. <laughs> I'm looking at the gunman now. I uh-huh. should totally have known this. Javier Bardem and Mark Rylance yeah. and Ray Winstone yeah. and Idris freaking Elba. Yeah. Oh. I, never, I can't even place that movie. Okay, Rob. All right. A, a mobster hitman has one night to figure out where his loyalties lie with his estranged son, whose life is in danger, or his longtime best friend who wants him to pay for the death of his own son. B, a crime thriller that centers on a man whose memory has been lost due to a bank heist gone wrong. The character will need to to piece together the missing 10 minutes of his memory in order to determine who sabotaged him. Or C, a rancher on the Arizona border becomes the unlikely defender of a young Mexican boy desperately fleeing the cartel assassins who pursued him into the U.S. Which is not a Liam Neeson movie. I have no idea, but I want to say C because I don't, I don't know how you put Liam Neeson on the border. That doesn't seem like that would work, but it could be. What's B again? B is the crime thriller about a person who's missing 10 minutes of their memory. I guess Liam Neeson could, he could do like, you know, amnesia. Well, let's just say Liam Neeson can do anything. <laughs> well, he can do anything. Oh, He was yeah. Rob Roy, for God's sakes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, he was in Ted. Um, or Ted 2. I forget. It, it, it doesn't matter. I think he was in both, uh, actually. I, I'm going to, yeah, actually. Uh, no, I'm going to go with my first, I'm going to go with my gut, C. Uh, He's not in C. Pete, would you like to tell him? Oh, what? What is it? It's the marksman. It's the marksman. We just talked about it in the last one. I just called the shot. <laughs> you did. He read it. I was like, oh, yes, it's, that's it's the movie. The it wasn't the Congo. It's Mexico. That's right. It's the, it's the marksman starring Liam Neeson. Yes, he does. I, I don't know if he does an American accent, but now I really want to find out. You. So Whatever. what was the second the fake one? one was the 10 minutes one. So it, oh. it's actually a crime thriller called... Ten minutes gone. You son of a! <laughs> you threw me off because as soon as I was, I was gonna. Th- what I said, all oh, in amnesia, and you're like, he can do anything. Oh well, then I'm back to my gut choice. He can do anything, Whatever. including playing an American sniper in Arizona. So, okay, you want to take a shot at who might have ten minutes of his memory missing? Doesn't matter. No, I <laughs> it don't. It totally matters because I think it, there should be. If there isn't yet, there should be a theme, and I'm gonna start guessing that it's Bruce Willis for every one of them. <laughs> that almost does right. Uh, I've never even heard of Ten Minutes mm-hmm. Gone. What is that? It's it's not even a thing. But I saw Cosmic Sin, mm-hmm. and so That's I'm gonna the name go. Of the movie. The movie is Ten the Minutes Gone. The movie is gone? called Ten Minutes Gone. Oh, I don't know. I think the lesson that you should learn from this, Rob, is listen to Pete because it was <laughs> Bruce Willis. <laughs> Are you being serious? Yes. yes. Ten Minutes Gone is a Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> no, it is not. 
Okay. Okay. Do you know what? I'm losing this game, but I don't care. I still feel like oh, I you're just winning. Won. No, I just won no, you're, you're winning. You're losing you're... by one point because <laughs> no. there's only one point. <laughs> let's just let's not look at points. You're winning. Right. Trust me. So, <laughs> uh, uh, so, okay. So the 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 last one of this of this round. There's, there's two rounds. So this is the last one of this okay. round. Okay. Because uh, next day things get really crazy. Um, all right. Oh, so Pete, to you. So. Which one does not start Liam Neeson? Is it A, an action thriller in which an insurance salesman slash ex-cop is caught up in a life-threatening conspiracy during his daily commute home? B, in a last-ditch effort to stop a diabolical plot, a dead CIA operative's memories, secrets, and skills are implanted into a death row inmate and hopes he will complete the operative's mission? Or C, after a remote diamond mine collapses in far northern Canada, a big reed ice road trucker must lead an improbable, impossible rescue over a frozen ocean to save trapped miners. Which one does not star Liam Neeson? B. Ooh, you know what it is? You know what that movie is? Yes. Okay. No, wait, I don't know what B is, but I know the ice road and I know the commuter. Ah, okay, so process elimination. You are correct. Mm -hmm. That is, it is a movie called Criminal. Can you tell me who the lead of Criminal is? <laughs> can you can you give me a year? No, because Criminal no. sounds pretty generic. No. But these these have all been these are all post taken movies. I can tell you. So everything it would have been the last. Yeah, this is when during was, the time of of the next reel because we're celebrating our tenth anniversary. During the time of the next reel being around, these have all been released. Well, I'm gonna good say, of course, <laughs> I'm gonna say Bruce Willis. Oh, that would be a good time, but no. It is in fact. Oh, wait, can I guess? Can yes, I guess? Guess. Nicholas Cage. No, uh, it is actually <laughs> Kevin Costner. However, oh! all those names are going to be important in round two because <laughs> round two is called Nick, Mel, Pierce, or Bruce. I'm going to give you four. I'm going to each give you a synopsis, and you're going to tell me: Is it Nicholas Cage, Mel Gibson, Pierce Brosnan, or Bruce Willis? Awesome. Right. All right. So I will go. I will give two points if you get correct, and then one point if you can steal, because you already have one eliminated. So it makes it easier. So, Rob, a Wall Street broker is forced to evade police chief investigating a bank robbery as he attempts to recover the stolen money in exchange for his son's life in First Kill, starring. <laughs> oh shit. I, wait, I was going to say Mel because that's that's a different Mel Gibson movie involving a son in Ransom or no. And I just I don't I don't know. Wait, oh, I said too much. Um, I, uh, 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 Pierce. I don't know. Pierce. Oh, it is not Pierce. Can you steal it, Pete? Well, of course, <laughs> I think you know where I'm going to start. I'm going to roll the dice uh -huh. on Bruce Willis. Bald is beautiful. Yes, <laughs> it's Bruce Willis. Dude. Are you serious? Oh my god! You, what is this movie even like? Oh god! First kill, Pete. An ex CIA operative is brought back on a very personal mission and finds himself pitted against his former pupil in a deadly game involving high-level CIA officials and the Russian president-elect in the November Man. Is it? Oh. Dear. Nick, Mel, Pierce, or Bruce? This movie sounds straight up familiar to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. Like I said, these are, these are you know. 
mid-tier action movies. First Kill did not. <laughs> not <laughs> no, even a I Believe me, I have saved the best bit. title of all of these movies to last. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to say uh, Nicolas Cage was the November Man. Oh, I'm sorry. He was not the November Man. Was Rob. it Pierce Brosnan? Do you know uh, who the November Man is? Wait. Okay, well, yeah. I'm going to say Pierce Brosnan. It is Pierce Brosnan. Okay, yeah. Fight and I was going to say that. No, no. Cause, you well, totally no, because stole I stole it right yeah. out of no, these lips, man. No. Well, well, I was due. <laughs> it was time. <laughs> man. Okay, all, right. all right. All right. Pete. A former thief frantically searches for his missing daughter who has been kidnapped no, and him. locked. No, it's Rob. Is it Rob? It's Rob. Oh, it's yeah, Rob. Oh, going, right. you stole it. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Rob. Okay, yeah, yeah. fine. Rob, okay, this Rob is to you. A former thief frantically searches for his missing daughter who has been kidnapped and locked in the trunk of a car in Stolen. Again, that sounds like a Mel Gibson movie. I don't understand. I don't. Oh, my God. I'm looking at the names. I had to write. Okay. I'm going to say uh, Nick. It is Nicholas Cage. Oh. So we've had now. Yeah, you guys were tied. Nick, Bruce, and Pierce. Yeah. Question is, did mm. I throw in a curveball? Because I never said Why it was one of each. <laughs> or yeah. did I go straight okay, down the line? We're going to find mm. out now. Pete, it's yeah. last question. And the best title of all of these. Oh, boy. An ex-con reunites with his estranged, wayward 17-year-old daughter to protect her from drug dealers who are trying to kill her in... Blood father. <laughs> Mel Gibson. <laughs> yes, it's Mel Gibson. <laughs> I don't, I've never heard of it, but doesn't that just sound like a Mel Gibson movie? <laughs> and unfortunately, that means the, the score is tied. So, really, the winner of this game is Liam Neeson. You win. <laughs> but you guys came back. I'm looking at Bloodfather right now. <laughs> I'm and looking at say uh, so like, William H. Said. Macy and Diego Luna and Aaron Moriarty from uh, uh, Amazon uh, Prime, The Boys. The Boys. Fantastic. Yeah, see, I know, Rob, you, you, put in, you did a, uh, a one of these where you had uh, fake products you made up. And I was like, oh, I yes. can make up fake movies. But then I, the you, more I pulled these yeah. things, I was like, I don't need you to. You don't need to. They're you so don't need wrong. to do anything. So it's insane. just totally fine. <laughs> well that done. crazy. Oh, Very well done. That's you. a great that game. Was, that was fun putting together. Just That's seeing. so fun. Also, you want to see a parade of terrible movie posters. Woohoo! Oh my they, god! The the top Terrible of the top of, of uh, graphic designers are not working on these movies. That's for sure. Oh, I don't know the Blood Father. I mean, and that's got a great tagline: "A father makes his own justice." <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. I have that tattooed on my back. Can you believe the next reel is celebrating its tenth anniversary season? Now, I know you'd love to buy us something in aluminum or aluminium for our friends in the UK, and that'd be nice, but you know what would be even nicer? If you became a member over at nextreel.com slash membership. Honey, that's all I really want for our anniversary. But I know what you're thinking. What did we get you? But see, that's just it. The membership works for both of us. We get to keep making these amazing shows while you get to vote in the weekly list-making challenge. You can access shows that only members get to hear. You even get your own personalized podcast feed. But I know, I know, you hate that monthly drain on your account, but now you can actually just drop one lump sum and have access to the cool stuff for an entire year. I know this anniversary is really about us, but... 
I couldn't help it. I got you something. It's something small, but I think you'll like it. If you go over to nextreel.com slash letterboxed, you can upgrade your Letterboxd account to Pro or Patreon with a 20% off discount. And since I know you'll ask, yes, it does work on renewals. You won't believe what I'm working on for our 11th anniversary. We're talking about Johnny Dangerously, directed by Amy Heckerling. It's part of the next Reels current series, 80s Comedies with Coolidge and Heckerling. The options for this week's list were posted in the Show Talk channel over in Discord, and our members voted that we should talk about great visual or running gags. Let's be very clear. It's yes. great visual or running gags. Yes. Oh, thank you. That or carries a lot of water. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Well, I think I'm going to be crossing the line a couple times. So my first one, because I had the first trailer, uh, uh, you know, it's something you can you can really wrap your head around. Something you can believe in. It's it's not one. Of, it's not a myth. It's not a myth. 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 Yes. From the Muppet movie, 1979. One of my favorite running gags. Every time they say myth, Carol Kane steps out and says <laughs> yes. <laughs> I needed you to explain it. I did not remember. Oh, you remember that? that? Yeah. Every time somebody says like. Uh, let's see, I think he plays Telly Savalas. Uh, he brushes up against Kermit and says, eh, go wash, you'll get warts. And he says, no, no, that's just a myth. <laughs> He's like, a what? A myth, myth. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's good. I like somebody, it. Somebody really wants to talk to my wife. Somebody needs your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Uh, Rob, you are next. I'm next. Okay, so I do have a theme, and and I my heart is dear for this actor. Um, I, I, had, I had no choice because as soon as I saw this and I went with the visual gag side of this, there's there's three things that I thought of immediately. This is the first one, 1980 airplane, and I, you could pick so many things. It's the it's the automatic pilot. Oh yes, Auto. I love. I always <laughs> have loved that scene, and the, and what does it? You should know what I'm talking about, but if you don't, the expression of that pilot on the inflatable. She presses the button. The pilot dies. Don't eat fish on planes. Which, by the way, I got really horrible food poisoning one time on a on a transcontinental <laughs> flight. And I ate the fish. I was sick for three <laughs> days. It's horrible. And I didn't learn. I should have learned from this movie, but I didn't. It, it, it hits the button. It inflates. And it's like, it's like uh, I don't know how I would describe this as a, it's a, you know, the inflatable flippers you could get for your pools back in the 80s. You can still buy them. Right. And it just looks silly. It's that. But he's just kind of got this like, just simple expression like, mm-hmm, I'm flying the plane. It's so wonderful. Warms my heart. Airplane. Airplane. I did not Classic. do. There are, I think, fifty of them in Airplane that yeah. you could go with the running oh, gags. Exactly. They do yeah. love exactly. could, their running we, all gags. All three of us could have done. <laughs> yeah, one the entire script. Yeah. Right. Sure. I uh, I'm going with one that uh, I saw when I was a young lad, and I saw it with my aunts in the movie theater, and I laughed so hard I cried and may have peed myself <laughs> a little bit. Um, he's so stupid. He thinks the <laughs> London Underground <laughs> is a political movement. Don't. Call me stupid. <laughs> I'm talking about Kevin Klein in A Fish Called Wanda. Don't you dare call me stupid. So good. It's a great movie. Classic, Love classic it. movie. All right, so I'm switching over from running, from, uh, running gag to visual gag because uh, th you could do a, 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 like Airplane, you could do a thousand things about the visuals in this movie. But uh, my particular one I want to focus on is numerology. Because I'm talking about Scott Pilgrim versus the world, 2010. The, the way that Edgar Wright hides numbers 
all through the movie that tell you what's going on and what's going to happen is phenomenal. Like you can go through and just watch because there are seven evil exes. And so every time one's about to show up, the numbers start showing up in shirts, on signs, in the background, uh, even on characters to tell you what's going to happen. It's it's so subtle and so cool. Uh, you, you could you could do a, a whole treatise, and I've seen many uh, on YouTube mm-hmm. about the the visuals in Scott Pilgrim. But that's the one thing I'm focusing on. This is numbers. Ah, so good yeah. that movie. It hurts. Yes. to watch. It's so good. Ah. All right. Nicely done. Uh, okay, so uh, this is a movie I'm going to continue with my Leslie Nielsen love. <laughs> uh, Pete had this actually a few years ago on the show. Uh, it's The Naked Gun. Let's just get it out of the way, 1988. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and and I always think of this scene, and the reason why I think of this scene, because it, it has two amazing visual gags, and they are literally tied directly to one another. It's the safe sex scene with Priscilla Presley. <laughs> And and the reason and 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 here's why I'm bringing yeah. it up. Not just because it's amazing. It's Naked Gun. Mm-hmm. When he does, when she takes off her dress with the one pull of the of the arm, he pulls off his entire suit <laughs> with one pull of the arm. And then he's like, "I hope you practice safe sex." Right. And then it goes to the wide shot, and they are both encased in body condoms. Mm-hmm. And if that wasn't enough. After they then fall on top of each other on the bed, it pans out to see the full Titans body condom wrapper. (laughs) Here's why. So that's it. It's amazing. When I was doing a little bit, when I wanted to look this back up and see if there's anything else to find, there is a man by the name of Mark Lemonen, who is from Brooklyn, New York. Two years years ago, he tweeted, he owns one of the props (laughs) from this scene. He owns the Titans wrapper. Oh, man. Are you kidding? <laughs> like, Ugh. if you look it up, if you naked guns, safe sex, you know, you can look him up on Twitter. It'll come up in the images, images, uh, uh, re- replies on this. Amazing. Way to go, Mark. Naked so gun. good. Yeah. So good. Those guys. I, I'd like to talk about Adam McKay movies. Oh, okay. Uh, I think Adam McKay is a fine filmmaker and a comedian. And he uh, has written some things that I think are very, very funny. He's also written some things that are very serious. I think he demonstrates a broad uh, range. And I think in this particular movie, taking a guy like Michael Keaton and making him repeatedly quote TLC lyrics, not knowing that he's quoting (laughs) TLC lyrics, is mad straight genius. I love chief gene in the other guys i think he's so funny and maybe he's talked about enough i don't think you can talk about him enough i think he's too good he doesn't want no scrubs he doesn't want no scrubs and he's also not chasing waterfalls so uh michael keaton the other guys adam mckay will ferrell mark Wahlberg, Derek jeter you know (laughs) samuel l jackson (laughs) good pick yeah there you go. All right. Like the top. So uh, completing the the Zucker Abram Zucker trifecta, uh, we're going for, uh, way back to 1984 because uh, one of my favorite movies that I've talked about on the show before is Top Secret. So one of the great visual gags I'm talking about in this one is they do this fun thing with perspective uh, that not nobody else does these kind of gags and like and and like Rob was talking about with the with the the love scene and Naked Gun. 
they do a couple things in this where like they they do the shot from across the room where there's like you're cl- like you're close on the phone and the person is across the room and the phone rings and he walks to do it and so you assume because you're close to the phone that it's a regular sized phone but the, as he approaches nope it's a giant phone and he picks it up and like the entire the entire thing is the size of him they do it a couple of times in the movie too and it's just, it's such a dumb gag that they worked so hard on and it's so funny. Uh, also, in that in the same thing, they had Peter Cushing uh, is standing in a in a bookshop um, using a magnifying glass, and so his eye is really big. And so they come and talk to him, and he puts the magnifying glass down. And no, his eye is just really big. It's a circle that's just a gigantic eye. So dumb, so, <laughs> so brilliant. Awesome. I've been thinking a lot about that movie because we just watched Val. Oh uh, uh, yeah, the fan- yeah, fantastic. I was say, it it uh, ties into our, on the movie yeah. for next in our list. Sure too. does. Sure does. Um, I'm I'm really struggling with my next pick because you guys didn't do well, Rob, uh, yeah, anything. Rob's actually next, so if you oh have Rob's a, if, next, if I'd, a, I would be cheating. A... I would be stealing from Rob like he stole from me during the game. Oh, <laughs> son of a! <laughs> wow, that was really good. I okay, all right, fine. I'm going to close up my my uh, my Leslie Nielsen uh, travels here, 1998 uh, comedy, wrongfully accused. Oh, it wow. is the one wow. where it's based off the fugitive. Yeah, okay, deep and cut. what am I picking? D- deep cut. <laughs> that was deep the spoof cut of wrong. the one-armed the man fugitive, one, right? Yeah. Right, uh, yes. The fugitive, yeah. The fugitive. But the scene I'm going to pick is it's the play on Mission Impossible. So Mission Impossible, the first Mission Impossible movie where Tom Cruise comes down in the white room and he comes on from the ceiling and he misses everything. Leslie Nielsen's character basically gets caught up in all the coax cable and all the Ethernet cables and he does the same exact thing. And then the gag is, is that Stuff's falling out of his pockets, and he has ridiculous things in his pockets. <laughs> like, and the, the like. My favorite moment is he has a yo-yo, and he catches the yo-yo, and then you see it like from his perspective. You see his hands, and he does the whole like the cradle or whatever, like mm-hmm. the yo-yo stuff is while he's hanging in this secure room from like fifteen Ethernet cables. It's hilarious, and it is a wonderful. Wow, scene. Awesome. I forgot that we even existed. I everybody has wrongfully accused. <laughs> yeah. Um, there we go. Okay. All right. My, now, bring it home. Now I get a chance. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to save it as a bonus pick because I have to, my final pick is one that I'm, I am also surprised that nobody, nobody uh, uh, did because it's one of my favorites. It is such a fantastic comedy and it stars two people that are, uh, that, that just finished another comedy. They've been in, in shows together for, it seems like all their careers. I'm talking about Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. Mm. This one I'm talking about best in show. Oh. Cookie played by Catherine O'Hara, has had a lot of boyfriends. How many, you'd say? Dozens. No, hundreds. <laughs> that is the running gag. Every time as they they move through the world, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara, they run into ex boyfriends to the to the final one the uh the guy in the in the song in the studio singing hey cookie does this ring a bell i'm not wearing underwear and starts singing to the underwear and she says bulge get out of town i mean i banged a lot of waitresses in my time but you you were the best and all of this happening right in front of eugene levy's character i think it's just amazing it just keeps coming up and escalating and that movie that it is, you know, one of the fantastic improvisational films uh, is, uh, it's just legendary. It's yeah. just a great gag and in um, a movie full of great gags. Right. I say so, that, awesome. that movie is so good that I forgot yeah. that running gag. Like all the things, yeah. when I think about it, like the things that make me laugh and then I remember that one, I'm like, oh, oh. yeah, that's also in there too. Oh, so good. crying, crying. So good. They are so good together too. What an incredible pair. 
Wait, did you guys have any bonus ones that did not get picked? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I will say it. Say it. It is both a gag and a running gag. Oh. Gentlemen, on your left. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought on about your that. left. Yep. Oh. Yeah. On your left, yep. Captain America. So good. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and the other one I had, which was uh, a, a little bit uh, closer to us, uh, we're the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement Logistics uh-huh. Division. Again and again uh-huh. and again and again through Iron Man. So I had to get a couple of Marvel ones in there. Yeah. I got a list. Of, I, I can't, they just, they just, there are a lot of great ones. Uh, I want my $2. Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought about that um, one too. And then they even do a getting things poured on him. Not another teen movie. They do. Yeah. Like a, they, that shows up right. 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 I just watched the Hateful Eight. The they released the extended oh, version yeah, yeah, on yeah, Netflix, the... so I watched that. And the, and the nailing the door shot, I find that funny in a movie that's otherwise not very funny. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What'd you have? What'd you have, Rob? Uh, oh, I had. Um, we were talking about this before uh, we went live, and uh, Muppets Most Wanted. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite scenes. You were the one who t- who told me I had to see I it, did. and I never had. I saw it. Absolutely loved it. Isn't that the one that has the plot plot point Berg? Like location, the sign <laughs> when they're going someplace, so, yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's like oh yeah, plot plot point Berg. That's where we are now. Uh, I love that. Uh, I love yeah. hanging a lamp on it. The, the one I I, yeah. I picked that I was I was super excited about, but then because it's so obscure, I couldn't actually find the the clip or anything to prove what I remember. It was. Ernest goes to camp. There's a re- there's a running guy. I know because I'm like wow. that. Has that ever been mentioned on this show before? Um, in the <laughs> ten years, uh, there's a running gag that there's a there's something that's running in the background, and I couldn't remember exactly what it was. I think it's a golf cart that there's like they he starts a golf cart running, and then it's like running or it's driving around the camp through the rest of the movie. And so like if they don't they're like having a scene in front, and you'll just see the golf cart drive by. Multiple times over the course of the movie, it's just driving around. But I couldn't remember if it was no a lawnmower or a gun. I like, and I looked it up, and like YouTube is like, "What's this?" I don't know what you're talking about. It has like yeah, four clips. Knows on. What yeah, that it's, is. it's so so obscure. So I didn't want to pick it because I didn't have all the information. But that was my honorable mention. All right. So as we're and we're we're say as we're as we're moving on, uh, our next film in the uh, 80s comedy series is one of my favorite films of all time Real Genius starring Val Kilmer a star of the recent documentary Val uh, they, the the uh, list for next week has already been chosen it is Secret Rooms so the Satmat host for next week will be coming up with their own things off of the the idea of Secret Rooms um, but if you want to vote in the next one we actually have another poll going for Look who's talking. Look, there's Bruce Willis again. He's everywhere. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you can't get rid of that guy. Um, that poll is live. So uh, as we mentioned earlier on, if you want to uh, vote in the poll, you become a member. You join our Discord server, go to the Show Talk channel, and you'll see the poll there. And you get to choose what the future Satmat host will have to talk about. So, so many polls. You can vote in everything. You, you can, can vote, vote in what vote Kyle's going to wear. That's right. The, 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 every vote. day. Vote yeah, early, okay, vote wait, often. Where is right? that one? Where's that one at? Hmm? Wow. Okay, that's new. I didn't know we were doing that. <laughs> hey, a, speaking of which, I got to say something. Um, to, for those of you know, you listen to five reeler for that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Oh, this is an amazing segue. You're not even going to believe this. You know, I just want to say, Kyle and I. For those of you know, we do the Marvel Movie Minute season three, which is right now nearing the end. That's right. Oh which I God, cannot believe so it. Good. It's incredible. It's been a blast. We've had uh, so much fun. But I got to tell you, if you haven't listened before, now is the time to jump in. Mm-hmm. 
some really big stuff is coming. And I'm not just saying it's not just the end of the movie. You have no idea. And I'm going to say this. I hate to say this. We have a big announcement. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil it, but I feel like I have to. Here it is. The Marvel Movie Minute. We're on OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I had this whole idea. I don't know why I did this. The other day I was thinking we should be on OnlyFans, right? Because I don't know if you heard. Apparently they're going to start editing some of the stuff that's on OnlyFans. But I I went ahead and set us up. We're on there. It's OnlyFans.com slash 3M hot. Here's a couple issues, though. It has to be the letter, the number three Mm -hmm. plus the letter M because 3M was taken. And it's not hot H-O-T. That was taken. And it's not H-O-W-T because that was taken, too. It's H-A-W-T-T. So it's 3M H-A-W-T-T. Okay. Uh, Rob, I just got a notification that we've been banned from OnlyFans <laughs> for inappropriate am, adult content. Did you post something today? Hey, speaking of what you're wearing, listen. <laughs> we, I can't say this enough. I'm not going to give it away. you got to start listening to the Marvel Movie Minute because, wow, it's just incredible. You know, I, I, we I, end I know that, big. That, like, obviously, this everyone says this as, as their thing, but I have to say these episodes – are probably my favorite episodes we've ever done of Marvel Movie Minute. Yes. This last week, and there are three thousand of yes. them. So, yeah. of the in the last, like the ones in the last week, there was a ridiculous riff that we went on in like the yes. last, like like I think on the Thursday's episode or whatever. That's one of my favorite things I've ever done. And the ones coming up, I think these are the, are the favorite episodes we've ever done of Marvel Movie Minute. They're really, really silly uh, and funny and weird and. Shocking. And let me so. just say, there is a there's a two part episode mm. coming up that actually gets split over a weekend. That's right. Just because that's the way the calendar fell. Yeah. I'm real, real sorry. Because at the end of it, you're gonna <laughs> want to like, hear the oh, next yes one. You are. <laughs> Maybe even don't check your feeds until Monday so you can listen yeah. back to back. I'm just saying that might be a way to do it. Yeah. And, uh, and members already know what we're talking about. That's so right. They if sure you do. To get in on the action and find out what's going on, you can join right now. So so fun. Yeah. So uh, thank you both for joining me for our, this Saturday matinee. Uh, we've had a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully you've learned some things about Liam Neeson. <laughs> and Bruce Willis. And Bruce Willis. <laughs> Have I told you about Cosmic Sin? <laughs> oh, boy. Enough said. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, 
or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Today. 